Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast via Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Lou. This is once again been commandeered by the Canadian national team, this time on the women's side, as they look to secure an elusive medal at the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. And they started off group play with a, a very disappointing loss to Serbia. Not disappointing in the fact that uh, Serbia is a very, very good team. In fact, they were the favorites heading into this game. Serbia medaled in Rio in 2016. They just won Eurobasket. Um, and quite honestly, if you've ever played anybody from the former Yugoslavia, you know they're just you, you know uniformly good at basketball. Like It's just something in um, that area of uh, the Balkans where they're just excellent at basketball. And, and honestly, you could tell on this side too because uh, you know Serbia looked like the better team. They, they held the lead for a larger portion than Canada did. Canada only rarely... Went ahead, you know, by one or two possessions, in, in which case Serbia was usually able to come right back, take the lead. But it was a close game, and, you know, Canada had a real chance to not even steal it, but just win it. Flat out win it at the end, even though Serbia made a number of ridiculous threes, including one three where it's like five feet behind the line. Serbia did a really good job of overloading one side of the court where they had like three players on one side, and then they would throw a long cross-court pass and, uh, you know, hopefully find a shooter. It's a very dangerous play, obviously, because it's a long cross-court pass, mostly horizontal. So, you know, if that's tipped, that's most likely a run-out for Canada, and Canada had plenty of run-outs. That's largely why they were in this game. Um, but late in the game, Serbia was able to execute well, get a really, really deep three off, and then another play, which was undeniably the play of the game, where the Serbian guard is driving to the paint, 
multiple defenders there for Canada. She's losing a grip of the ball as she's driving, but she's able to secure it basically with her fingertips and then with two hands throw an overhead back pass to the pick-and-pop shooter who hits the three. That was a ridiculous play. Uh, just frankly in a ridiculous play. And then Serbia drains another three in that stretch. And, and that was the bulk of their scoring in the fourth quarter, especially late. But Canada had a really good chance to come back here. Um, you know, Bridget Carlton, who plays for the Minnesota Lynx, was able to uh, draw a flagrant foul on a post-up. It's one of those, you know, you know how it is with with the post-up fouls. I mean, like, you know, um, if a smaller guard is there against a bigger player, the bigger player turns, the elbow goes into the head of the smaller player because the smaller player is smaller. Uh, it was definitely a, a very key defensive stop just to get the turnover alone because Canada got the ball back with four points left. But that also was reviewed. It was called a flagrant. Carlton went to the free throw line. Unfortunately, she misses both. And this is in a four-point game with two minutes left. And then on the ensuing possession on the inbound, because you get two free throws and the ball, the inbound goes to Carlton. She drives into two defenders, falls over, and turns the ball over. So that's a really, really unfortunate sequence for Carlton, who did have a strong start to the fourth quarter, I have to say, but otherwise a disappointing result from someone who's a very important piece of this team. Uh, but Canada get the stop. It's still a four-point game. It's a three-on-two fast break uh, led by Naira Fields. And, uh, you know, Fields had a decent game overall. To be honest, she wouldn't have been closing the game, I think, if they didn't suffer an injury early in the game to Shea Cauley. Shea was really, really strong throughout the course of the game. Uh, had the first five points for Canada. But she, um, it, early in the, f- the third quarter... Or midway through the third quarter, there was, it was a loose ball on a two-on-two, sort of trying to bring the ball up. Um, you know, Canada was losing the ball, and there was a loose ball. Collie dies for the loose ball and bangs her right shoulder. She didn't play after that, and that was very, very disappointing because she was Canada's leading scorer at that point. But in any case, Collie's out. She's the point guard, so uh, Fields comes in. Three-on-two fast break. They somehow throw it out of bounds, and this is like, okay, so it's a, it's a four-point game. You just had a really incredible chance. To at least even it, or at least make a one possession game. Two, ch- I mean, three chances missed there. Really, two free throws. You got the, you know, the, the, the turnover with the drive, and then a three and two fast break. You throw it out of bounds somehow. That was tough. Um, and then you know, there was a missed defensive rebounds with 50 seconds left. You know, Canada has to immediately foul. It's a four point game. Uh, you know. Serbia is able to stretch their lead even more, but then Fields comes in and, and nails a three. That makes it a two-point game with like 45 seconds left. And I'm like, okay, great. This is fantastic. This, you know, very manageable. Yes, keep pressuring the ball, but this is where Canada kind of lost their heads once again because they had five players pressuring on the inbound, and that just left Serbia to just completely streak out for a layup. I mean, it's not very hard to see the floor balance was off there with five Canadians pressing at once. That made no sense whatsoever. Serbia gets the run-out layup. It's back to a four-point game with 45 seconds left. Not totally sure what happened, but Kia Nurse got a free throw, technical free throw somehow. So it it became a three-point game. Um, But again, you know, the lack of point guard play was was a real important factor in this one because Fields is bringing the ball up. um, And this is with like 30-some-odd seconds left. She's just trying to initiate the play, and she's getting pressure by the Serbian defender. She puts her arm up, the off arm, and she gets called for a push-off. Uh, on an offensive foul, just trying to set up the play. They didn't even get a shot off on a three-point game. Um, luckily, they were able to get the stop. 
Um, and so, you know, Canada was able to get the ball back. 13 seconds left, three-point game. Okay, last chance to make this and to steal this, force overtime. Um, this time, they gave it to Pellington, who's another really quick guard they have off the bench. Again, call, uh, Shea Colley being hurt really, really hurt this team overall because she would have been the one executing here instead of Fields, instead of Pellington. Pelton drives. Two defenders go right to her. Natalie Achan was wide open at the top for a pick and pop three. They missed the pass to her. Pelton drives, is at least foul, goes to the free throw line, hits the first free throw. It's a two point game. And then misses the second free throw, which is not terrible considering you need possessions at that point. But Canada's unable to get the defensive rebound. Serbia's fouled. Four point game, game over. Really, really tough result. Uh, for Lisa Tomitis and and her and her um, team, it, it was a really hard fought game because once again, you know, Serbia is a very very good team. They were the favorites. They're the favorites in this group, um, and so losing this specific game doesn't necessarily knock Canada out of anything. I think Canada probably would have expected to lose this game, um, and you know, as long as you take care of business and the rest of the group, Canada will be able to go through. If you're unfamiliar with the the, the process of how the Olympics are going, there's three groups. Uh, group A, B, and C, four teams in each group. You have to finish the top two to secure yourself entrance through the next round to the quarterfinals, uh, and then the next two best third-place teams. So, um, you know, I, I think Canada will have a very strong chance to get to the quarterfinals. They've been to the quarterfinals last two Olympic runs in, in London 2012 and also in Rio 2016. Both times they lost in the quarterfinals, though, once to... USA in a very, very regrettable, I think it was like, honestly, like 80 to 40, something like that. It was real terrible. Um, and then uh, last time they lost to France, it was a much closer game, similar to the Serbia game. Um, and, and you know, in terms of first impressions of this Canadian national team, first off, uh, I, I really like the way they play. Um, I think, you know, Coach Lisa Tomitis, which by the way, if you if you haven't already, one thing you should definitely do today is go to Michael Grange. Um, his Twitter page or whatever, his author page on Sportsnet, read his big read on Lisa Tomitis. It's a really, really well-researched story, really takes you into the background of who she is as a coach, how she sort of made her way up, even her family background. Um, also didn't know that she was a McMaster Marauder. Um, you know, so salute to, to, to the coach. But um, anyway, I, I think... In terms of how she set up the team, I think it really plays to the strength of the Canadians. So I think really one thing you notice with Canada in terms of their shortcomings is, one, they're a little short on point play. Um, There's not necessarily that much of a natural point guard. At least this was coming into the game. A lot of the previews that I read sort of pointed this out as a weakness for Canada. Quite honestly, I mean, I, I hear the I hear the concerns. And late in the game, you definitely saw those concerns with Fields committing two key turnovers. Uh, late in the game, just, you know, as the ball handler, one throwing out of bounds and one just, I don't know, unable to fend off pressure and, and committing foul. Um, but I think over the course of the game, the Canada's point play was actually quite strong. I think Shea Colley was a big portion of that. Again, she got hurt. We'll see what happens with her shoulder. But she had 12 points in 13 minutes, played really well. Um, and, yeah, really, really painful to see her, um, you know, time cut short there. I mean, they played Kia Nurse 38 minutes out of a possible 40, which I think was very smart because you need Kia's uh, ability to create from the perimeter. Um, so, so that's one weakness you saw on the roster. And the other weakness is probably just size. Um, you know, I think Canada does have a couple of good bigs, but they're not like they're not like true bigs. They're more like they have some pretty good power forwards, um, but they have no true center. And you saw that a little bit with Serbia able to go inside 
in the third quarter for two little post-up uh, layups. Although the third quarter, honestly, I mean, the Serbia was a complete mess. They only scored nine points, and Canada's able to get back into the game. Um, but still, you know, size is a bit of an issue. I think early in the start of the game, Canada got off on the wrong foot just by giving up a bunch of offensive rebounds. Um, but where the strength of Canada's team is, it's it's a really it's a it's a younger group. It's there's a lot of guards, there's a lot of forwards, there's a lot of energy on this team. I mean, for them to press the way they did all game was so impressive. I, and when I tell you that, I think Serbia gave up at least like 15 leak out layups. I'm not even kidding. I mean, in terms of, you know, when you compare the turnovers, Canada won the turnover battle 28-16. to 16. They forced Serbia into 28 turnovers. Okay, first off, it's a 40-minute game. They had 28 turnovers. So basically, every minute and 15 seconds, Serbia was turning the ball over. And the large majority of them were live ball turnover. Two of them were in the post where the defender spun into a Canadian guard and Canada drew the foul. You know, whatever that that's that's a good play, but it's you know defensively, but it's not as valuable as sort of just stripping someone open court, and that's what Canada was doing. Uh, There's full court pressure, two players pressuring two players. Usually, the two guards coming up, they were both getting pressured, and then as soon as um, the Serbian guard was able to cross half court, Canada throw a quick double team on the ball, trap them right in the corner there, force that swing pass across. They would have a third defender try to jump that pass. And quite honestly, half the time that was successfully jumped for a layup. Um, and even if that pass wasn't coming off, even if they rotated the ball all the way over to the weak side corner, Canada was still able to then maybe intercept that pass. So a really, really coordinated effort. You could definitely tell that this team has obviously really well drilled, really knows each other. And the commitment is there because it, it takes a lot of energy to play that way. Like a lot of energy. Like I was exhausted just watching um, the women <laughs> pressing this way, but it, it was fantastic to watch. I think, honestly, this type of ball pressure is probably what you're going to need to do to beat some of these better teams. I mean, listen, if you force 28 turnovers in a 40-minute game, you should win, period. And the fact that Canada didn't, that's a huge disappointment, and we can talk about why they didn't outside of late-game execution, which clearly, as I recapped off the top, was not good. Um, but... I like the style of play. I think if you're going to knock off some giants, whether you're going to face Spain later on, whether you're going to face USA later on, um, you're probably going to play this way. And I think Canada did a good job of that. Um, and I also just think that, like, I mean, they were relentless in transition. I loved how much they looked for 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 open court um, scores. I, there was a there was a nice um, bit of research in in the um, in the Michael Grange story on, on Coach Tomitis where. Uh, you know, explained that she had connected with Chris Finch, who was the lead assistant with the Raptors this past season before he got uh, hired with um, Minnesota. Um, and yeah, they, you know, they, apparently they formed a nice bond. They talked a lot about tactics and how Canada could be better here and how they could get a better result. And and basically, Finch's advice was to play fast, pressure the ball, and we saw that you know perfectly in this game. I mean, they executed really well defensively. It's just. You know, two things. One, Serbia made a bunch of threes late. I mean, four threes in the fourth quarter. They were, I think, honestly, like four or 13. They weren't really hitting threes like that for most of the game. But they finished the game 8 of 17 from three. Canada shoots 5 of 24 from three. Now, that, that includes some late shot clock heaves. But, damn, on the most part, uh, that's a really poor three-point performance. That's a big difference in this game. 
And also just like, you know, small things like free throws, 15 to 23 from the field, from the free throw line in a, in a game where you lose in a one possession game is very tough. Um, I think half court offense for Canada was also a little bit dry in the sense that um, some of their leading players weren't able to get it going, especially a guy, someone like Kia Nurse, six of 18 from the field. Uh, early in the game, she got a lot of clean mid range looks, was unable to hit those. I like her aggression in scoring, though, and she kept looking for those offense. And, you know, in the third quarter, she got it, you know, open a little bit where she was able to bang in a three after um, Miranda Iam was able to dive for a rebound, uh, you know, kick out for three. That was a great move. Uh, Kia Nurse with a spin move. That got Canada into a tie game at 38-all. Then Kia Nurse with a transition layup gets Canada, their, I think, their first lead of the game. So Kia was able to get it going a little bit, but on the whole, the jumper wasn't falling for her, especially early on, but also carried out throughout the game. She mostly scored on you know, transition layups. So um, that hurt 6 of 18 from her. And again, she played 38 minutes. So you got to give it up to her. But at the same time, you know, you need more from your, your leading player there. And your other leading player is Bridget Carlton, who, you know, had a nice stretch there in the start of the fourth quarter where she was able to, um, you know, get in for a layup. Uh, there was a nice transition play where Kia Nurse found Carlton in the corner. Carlton throws a, you know, bullet, to the cutter uh, towards the basket for a cutting layup. That was really nice. You know, Carlton was able to make a free throw, you know, pull up Jay. That was great. And she drew the, the, the post-up foul but missed the two free throws. Carlton got it going later in the game. But early in the game, really hard to impact the game. It really didn't seem like she knew where her offense was going to come from. Was trying to force it a little bit as well. You could tell that she felt the responsibility to create wasn't fully going off for her. So it's going to be tough when you're two leading players. And those are your two, three, you know, current WNBA players. Although... Don't really like that necessarily as how to evaluate. It's not just like, oh, they're in the WNBA, so therefore they're better than the rest of the players. Really not how women's basketball works. Uh, a lot of, you know, the really, really great women's players play overseas. Uh, in any case, though, two of your three um, WNBA players are Kia Nurse and Bridget Carlton, and they shot a combined 9 of 28 from the field, including only 1 of 11 from 3. So that's got to improve. That's got to be better. But I, I liked the overall style of the game. I think, um, you know, one concern, obviously, is whether Shea Colley's going to be available or not. She looked fantastic. Um, Canada does have some some alternate options. I think Naira Fields, obviously, was, um, the you know, one of Canada's better players, although her late game execution was really, really left something to be desired there. But 19 points for her in uh, 28 minutes, 8 of 14 from the field, just two super costly turnovers at the end. Um, I like the way Nadia Chama played as well, even though um, I, th- I don't think she scored. But uh, just kind of really good job of facilitating, setting good screens, playing off the uh, up top, good defensively as well. Um, you know, was able to come up pressure, especially as a, as a big. It's obviously a, a big ask for a lot of bigs to come up and pressure at the three point line. But she did a really good job of that. Um, and yeah, just I, I think. You know, Miranda IM came in and gave them some good energy as well off the bench. Just a really reliable player. Um, it's just, it was it was tough. If Canada had won this game, which again, they had all the right to win this game after forcing Serbia into 28 turnovers, that would have put Canada in a very strong position, almost securing and guaranteeing a chance to get to the quarterfinals. I still think they're a really strong chance of getting to the quarterfinals. I think they are the second best team in this group. And you know, I, I expect them to to win. And honestly, if they give this kind of effort uh, in the next game, I think they will win. I, I think they got decent shots 
Um, they obviously got tons of transition opportunities, but they got decent shots. And I think, you know, players as quality as Kia and, 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 and Bridget, they're going to make their shots later, you know, in the tournament. I think early in the game, bit of a feeling out process for, for Canada, at least the first half, they only had 28 points compare that to 23 points they had just in the third quarter alone. Uh, and once those shots start to fall, plus the fact that they're playing the swarming aggressive defense, that's that's really going to pressure a lot of players. I think they're going to win the possession battle a lot of the time, and I think they're going to get good uh, shots for the team. But unfortunately, they lost the game today. Some really costly uh, mistakes in the fourth quarter cost them. And um, yeah, you just hope for better execution and better shooting in the next game. So in terms of your three stars from this game, honestly, I'm going to give the first star to Kia Nurse. I know she only shot 6 of 18, but 38 minutes of play, that's just, just the absolute warrior Esque performance there from Kia. Um, again, you, you you hope she shoots better, but as the leading player who needs to be aggressive, I liked largely all of what Kia did today. Uh, some of the shots you might want to take back, but for the most part, she played fantastic. You can't really blame her for that. Second starting into Naira Fields, I know the two costly turnovers, but over the course of the game, you're getting 19 points on 8 of 14 shooting in 22 minutes. You know, very, very strong performance. Again, the two turnovers on the end were, was tough, but you know, she's going to be very needed, especially if the third star, Shay Cauley, is going to be hurt because she was fantastic. Scored Canada's first five points at 12 points in 13 minutes, three or five shooting. You know, I think Canada's strength was in the backcourt, even though, you know, their backcourt is not very highly rated. Uh, in terms of your Gerald Henderson award winner, um, honestly, I'm going to give it to Yvonne Anderson. I, I, you know, there were some better players on, on the Serbian team, but um, she, she was just such a pest on the ball. You know, um, didn't shoot the ball much, only three or four from the field, but took her chances when it really counted, hit her free throws, pressure the ball, forced Canada to some late turnovers. There's a couple of other players you can really consider here because Serbia was really well balanced. I think Sonia Vasic was really, really good as well. Um, but I like Yvonne Anderson and the energy she brought. So it's a tough result for Canada, but they can come back here. So continue to tune in. And um, yeah, to listeners to the podcast, there'll be plenty of draft and free agency stuff on this thing um, throughout this week and next week as well. So definitely keep refreshing the feed. It's basically going to be daily for this week. So just look out for that. So thanks everyone for listening. Tough result for Canada, but I expect them to bounce back. And they look like a pretty good team. Not necessarily the greatest team, but kind of like a really good, dangerous underdog team. And, um, you know, hopefully they can, uh, they can, you know, steal the next one. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.